0: Hello and welcome to Access Chat, we're delighted to welcome back Lucy Ruck, who um, is a friend of ours, um, long-term collaborator through the Business Disability Forum, uh, the better half huh, for the Ruck power couple. Uh, Anthony's going to give me some trouble next time. Um, but anyway, so um, Lucy, you're the, the, the Tech Task Force Manager at Business Disability Forum, Uh, For those that don't know, Business Disability Forum, based in the UK, lots of UK businesses participate, but has a more and more international uh, feel to it. I've been involved for the past 13 years. Unlucky for some, Lucy's had to put up with me for 13 years. Um, So welcome back, Lucy. What's new?
1: What's new? Well, actually, funny enough, Neil, we met in my first week in the role, which actually wasn't as long as 13 years ago. It was about nine and a half years ago. And you did that great thing of actually making the connection. You think with a surname like Ruck, it would be quite, you know, it's an unusual surname. And you were like, any connection to Anthony Ruck? And I was like, oh, yes, my husband. And you were like, ah, was your response. And I was like, well, what the heck does that mean? Is that a good (laughs) thing? Is that a bad
2: thing? I was like, I have no idea. So, um, yeah.
1: Uh, but you know Anthony, so it could be either way, right, Lucy? Well, exactly. Right. I mean, exactly. I have no way to interpret that one at all. And no. Neil was not giving anything away at all. So yeah, we, <laughs> we go back a little way, and uh, Deborah and I pass across Antonio as well through different things. So uh, really yep. lovely to be be with you here today. So thank you ever so much for inviting me on. So, so, in of, right. so what what's new? I don't know. I mean, you know, things kind of kind of chugging along we're, we're still um a fantastic group at the technology task force um doing some great stuff i think the the last few years have been challenging but exciting i suppose in terms of covid and and the way that's taken us and uh i think you know being part of a, a network or a group where you can come together with people that you trust from other businesses in similar positions to yourself for our members has been so critical because you you know we are we create such a safe space where people do talk about what's been challenging, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and can be really honest and genuine about that. And I don't think that there are actually um, many big, you know, organisations that do that, of course. So, you know, we're we're really proud of that. And uh, yeah, and of course... The, the other big thing that's happened in the last week or so is our, our great big workplace adjustment survey. We've done that for the second time. Um, I have to admit, I've got a printout of some facts and figures in front of me because I'm absolutely hopeless at remembering stats. So um, I, there's no way I'd remember anything unless I wrote it down. I'm not as clever as our, our, my colleague, Angela, who is amazing at this stuff.
0: But So, so I think I mean, one of the reasons I, I, I put that in the chat was because actually what's interesting to me was that I I saw a lot more mainstream media picking up on it. Um, And and, and then it's being fed back to me from people that are outside of the the direct accessibility disability sphere. So, so for example, a former CEO of ours um, pinged me on LinkedIn with a link to one of the articles that was quoting it. Um, which I think is really um, a, a positive sign that that organisations are really um, starting to understand that it's 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 an issue outside of the ones that were already engaged through BDF. So so I think that that I, I I think is a is a good thing. Obviously the findings of the survey are less good, but at, at least it's. Uh, the interest means that we can start acting on some of those findings in the survey.
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of, you know, making sure we cover the whole of the audience, obviously workplace adjustments, we're talking about accommodations as well from that U S perspective as well to keep Deborah happy. Um, but yeah, there, there was all sorts of stuff. I'd sh- if I just cover off a few stats for you as well. So I'm going to head down just for a moment while I read it. I'm you're lucky I don't have to put my reading glasses on. I did quite large print. I've reached that age. Um, is that, um uh, about 78% of people who completed the survey said they had to initiate the process. So it was initiated from individuals rather than from line managers offering that support. And only 10% said it was easy. So the processes that are in place aren't really working that well. So that's really interesting. Um uh, what else have we got here? Say I've, I've had to print it off, so excuse the rustling of papers in the background. Actually, I'm going to need to put my reading glasses on today. So I'm afraid generally reach that age. You look so beautiful with your glasses. I know, I'm going for that sort of intelligence secretary peering over my glasses. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, 62% wanted to be promoted to a more senior and higher paid role in their current organisation, so people want to progress. Um, but 45%, so nearly half of people, want to be in a different organisation, they want to move on. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. People are ambitious, they want to do stuff. Um, Only 18% are very satisfied with their current work situation. Now, that's not necessarily all down to adjustments, but it will obviously play a kind of key role in that. Here was a really worrying one, actually, which was um, about behaviours that they're experiencing because of their disability from employees and 38 percent have been bullied harassed or discriminated against at work 38 percent that's really high i think and that's all to do with disability and it might just be fed thought they've been treated differently because they have asked for adjustments um there was some good stuff about managers um i'll see if i can find it won't be able to find it now i've mentioned it um but managers were really supportive. And again, I won't find the stat, but they were really supportive and wanted to do the right thing, especially when it was under their control. So when you sat at your desk doing the job, that was great. But what about when the adjustment is going to the canteen, maybe, or going to the cafe in in the, you know, at, at, on site? And adjustments you might need there in terms of someone helping you or people assisting you or whatever that might be. Those were more difficult to manage when they fell outside of the sat at your desk kind of stuff. Um, But managers got it. Managers wanted to help a lot more. It was around the 60 something, I think, if I recall. So they were they were being very supportive. But sometimes I didn't quite know where to go to for this stuff. So there was some positive stuff in there. Um, the fact it's getting press, as Neil said, is really good. Please do go and look it up. I'm sure we can put a link in the uh, bio as well around, around that. There's some really good stats in there. Um, so please do go and have some lovely infographics as well and accessible information for you to access and recommendations because that's the key thing. It's all good collecting this data, but what can we do? How can we make this process easier? Um, for for individuals. Go
2: on, Deborah. All right, cool. I was I was trying to behave for a change and not. I didn't want to step on you, but uh, Lucy, I had another question, but then you made me think of a question when you were giving that. And and first of all, I want to thank BDF for your continued um, leadership role of making sure that you are looking at these stats as much as possible from a global perspective. Uh, I know that a lot of groups say that they're global, but it feels often like they're just looking at it from their own country lenses. So I have always appreciated what BDF has done. I, I've always appreciated what how BDF has been able to get corporate brands like Anil, working at Atos, volunteering so much time and effort and really digging in to really help us come up with programs, plans, tools, processes that work for everyone. I, I've always thought that was a very powerful model that others have not implemented as effectively as BDF. I, I just want to and and I, I was hopeful for a few groups, but I just didn't really, uh, I haven't seen it like I have with BDF. So compliments there. But I was curious, and I don't know if y'all would have asked this because maybe it wouldn't have been relevant. But first of all, we need more grounded research. We need to hear what people are saying, what is being heard. So I applaud the great um, big adjustment survey too, because we need that data. But we're hearing overall um, that people are quietly quitting, um, consciously quitting is what Paul Pullman said in the article he did. And um, they're consciously quitting, quietly quitting, which is very scary to the corporate brands, because if somebody is consciously doing something, that means they are considering a lot of different things. And you are not meeting the needs of these employees that are leaving. So Mm -hmm. one thing I was curious when you said some of the statistics, there were higher and that was unfortunate, the bullying and some of that. Um, But the ones that said they were, they wanted to go to another company. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be curious and probably it wouldn't have been appropriate, but it would be curious to tie some of your findings into some of the findings like Paul Pullman's groups are doing or the people that are really trying to look at this from a social justice, social impact lens. And um, because I think we could tell even more about what is happening in the world. What are people really thinking? What are their expectations? How are they changing? Who do they want to work for? Maybe they don't want, they they don't want to work for these big brands that are hurting our world anymore. Well, wait a minute. Are the big brands really hurting? Our, right. So it's just so much confusion. Yeah.
3: De- Deborah, But
2: if that was taken to effect. Um,
3: but but let me add something. You know, there was a, um, also a big study from Gallup, uh, and what I can tell you is, under the watch of the current uh, uh, ads of human resources, we are registering the lowest ever levels of employee engagement in since they are measuring it. Wow. At the same at the same time, we never had so many tools. (laughs) No, we have so many tools and the engagement is really, really poor. So something is happening here or entities are not using technology in the right way. Correct. Um, Plus the technology
2: uh, is not accessible to all humans, including people that
1: you don't even know have disabilities, sorry. (laughs) yeah it's interesting so what what it made me think about is actually what we did find from the research and again I'm terrible at the stats but the people who got the adjustments they needed the most effective adjustments were the ones who kept asking and saying I don't have it yet can you please give it to me this is what I need it was the I'm going to do kind of adverted comments the pushy people who were quite outspoken and quite confident to talk about disability unsurprisingly who got the stuff they needed um and that won't surprise us and I think What's nice is there are those people who are prepared to do that, because in some organisations, we know that will be a challenge. Now, what we don't have and what I probably wouldn't share anyway is if we did have who are the good organisations, who are the bad. Because what BDF is really good at, and you touched upon this, is we're really good at being the supportive friend of organisations. So what we do is if someone has done something that wasn't great we will help you get better. So we really focus on the positive, which is why we do well at what we do, because we want to help people. You know, Things happen. We're all human. We're made up of individuals who are flawed and make mistakes sometimes. Um, So, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff around that. Yeah. Sorry. Did you want to come in there, Deborah?
2: Well, I I just wanted to say, Lucy, that um, you bring up a really, really good point because we recently there's been some articles that have been trashing organizations that are supporting um, supporting corporations, because as we all know, corporations are all bad. We don't want to support them. They're, of course, that's ridiculous. Okay, corporations yeah. are made up of people. But it, I... There are some groups that I know as the just representing community of people with disabilities that we're really concerned about. We're concerned about some of these indexes that can be done around the world, and yet you didn't, you never have had to hire a person with disability and your website doesn't have to be accessible. That hurts our community. I haven't seen BDF doing any of that. What I have witnessed with BDF, which is why I really appreciate your group, is you are working with the corporate brands to help them be successful so that our community can be included. That's what it appears to me. Um, But I don't see that always across the board. And I know it's not, I'm not asking you to comment on competitors, Lucy, I'm not. But I'm just saying that I believe what we need are groups like yours that will actually help the corporate brands be successful. We have the Valuable 500, yay, wonderful, but what is the community doing to get behind the work that needs to be done by these brands to be successful? We can say you're all just bad, but I don't think that is gonna help our community. So, you know, things like this um, research that you're doing can help. But I was wondering, Lucy, from your perspective, what do you think the the groups of us, like BDF, that are trying to help these corporates really do better, not just corporations, I know you'll work with others, but what role do we have to play to make sure they do a good job? Do you know how what should we be doing?
1: it's a really difficult one obviously we're funded entirely by our membership so inevitably there's some fantastic resources that we have that we have to just provide to our members and partners that's the way that we are structured as an organization we do give some stuff away for free which is always great when we can so on that tech side of things we've got our accessibility maturity model which Neil knows inside and out probably or probably handed it on to other people now it's far too important to be doing this I
2: still
0: know it I still know it (laughs)
1: So, you know, there's free tools like that where you can kind of do a check on where you are. What things do you need to be thinking about? And, you know, that's looking at tech. But tech doesn't sit in isolation within an organization. It ties into procurement. It ties into your adjustments. It ties in across every aspect of your business. So it's about working with your colleagues to ensure that all areas of business are thinking about disability inclusion. And one of the things I often talk about, and I know you'll have heard this millions of times on Access Chat, is that people don't design stuff to be inaccessible. It's just they hadn't really thought about it. And when they do think about it, Great things can happen, and that's the bit that we need to get to. I don't think that's really answered your question. I think I've gone off a tangent there, Deborah. But
2: well, but no, I I, I think to be honest, there isn't a question, right? I mean, it's like, do we any any of us know this? We're figuring it out as we go. As we say, you know, we're we're building the airplane while while we're flying it. What could go wrong? We said that in the U.S. about one of our presidents, but I won't go, I won't digress. <laughs> um, but right, so I think it. You know, we have to figure it out. But I think once again, it's not going to fix things throwing out large segments of people and saying you're bad. So let me turn it over to Antonia.
3: No. Um- uh, I, I was looking to some of the recommendations, uh, and one of them is about clear communication. Well, c- many organizations, they have internal communication structures. They are communicating all the time, but apparently they are not reaching the, the right people. So what is failing here in terms of the communication? What's your view
1: So again, I wasn't involved in the detail of the report, but one of the things we do see around communication is just language. People love an acronym or being unclear. What we also find a lot is the word disability can be quite emotive. Some people will really identify with that. Some people really won't identify with that. I'm not disabled. I don't have sight loss or a wheelchair user. Do you know what I mean? So what we try and talk about is and, and uh, for members of BDF, we we help guide them on what we find is inclusive language to make sure people understand this would include people who with neurodivergent conditions, sight loss, diabetes. You know, so even giving examples can be really helpful because disability is such a broad term. You know, we're the Business Disability Forum, so it's kind of it's intrinsic to what we do. But disability in itself is not a bad word; it just has a lot of bad history connected to it. But let's let's not let that. Word be the barrier to stop people accessing or removing their barriers to the stuff that they need really?
0: Yeah I I think disability is a loaded word Um, but then if you talk to most people in that are in the community that identify as having a disability they much prefer it to the euphemisms um, that, that often get used because people that don't have disabilities don't feel comfortable with the idea of of disability. So I think that 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 whole area of of addressing organisational comfort and confidence, which is something that, that BDF has long done work on, you know, historically, you know, um, has done work on disability confidence within organisations, uh, you know, and and then. Through the models and the task force is helping to drive the competence as well, um, you know, is is really important. I think that um, one of the things we were talking about off air with, um, you know, it was that all you know, all of us here have a connection to disability. We're part of the, the the community in one way or another. Um, it's hard work sometimes you know there's lots of reasons why things don't work why um it's frustrating but that um and there's a lot of anger out in the um in in the community and in in the communications and and that that in itself becomes Hard work because you've got the emotional labor of dealing with the with the anger as well. So how can we um, how can we have those better, more positive conversations? Because I, I think that you know it can be off putting for people just to be hit with a sort of wall of angst and fury.
1: Mm. I don't necessarily have the answer to that. What I would say is um, I know in our meetings we do create a safe space where people, yeah, inevitably people want to vent a little bit. I think that's completely understandable. And, but what we try and do is focus on the outcomes or the positivities of it to try and find the solutions of it. Social media, I think, is a slightly different, I'm going to say, beast in that one. Um, yeah. And I think uh, my... My, ch- I mean, I've I've been an amputee for thirty years now, nearly coming up to it's my anniversary at the end of the year. So it's like a big kind of anniversary birthday almost at the end of this year. Um, so I kind of, I, do, I understand the frustrations of, of living with a disability, the day in the day out, the, the you know ha- what that's like. So from a personal perspective, I do and I, I do understand people's frustration when they're confronted with ableism. But there, there's a huge part of me that thinks let's support and work with people to help educate them. Now, when you hit a brick wall and people go, oh, you're just having a go, again, I understand that frustration, but it's kind of how do we tackle this as a community in a really positive way? So something around that positivity without being naive about it, you know, life can be really tough sometimes. And that, you know, the the challenges that people face day in, day out, many times during the course of a day are tough. Um, And that resilience is is exhausting and why should we have to be I, I I understand all those things but I still think let's keep a positive spin on this as much as we possibly can even through gritted teeth I mean I went I was looking at a car the other week, went to test drive a car and the guy was awful he was so rude to us almost sat in the back of the car on his phone hardly bothered to answer our questions and maybe it's just me but I was at the end of it, I'm like thank you so much for taking us out I really appreciate it um you know and I kind of think just just kill people with kindness almost, because actually, why should that bring me down? And I get really annoyed about that. All that's going to do is make me really annoyed. And I actually just think we all need to have a little bit more resilience. Maybe maybe it's called two-faced, maybe it's called professional. I'm not quite sure. But I just think, don't let other people drag you down. I know that's really hard. And I know we all have bad days, but let's keep that positivity up. It's kind of my, my vibe on that one. I agree. I agree.
2: And, you know, it's so easy to complain because there's a lot to complain about and there's a lot to be mad about. And there's a lot. And the way I'm looking at it these days, it's like I don't want to hear your complaints and I'm not going to let you hear my complaints. But I just want to know what you're doing personally, you to make the world a better place. You know, what are you doing? And because we all can do little things. So I'm with you, Lucy. It's not faking it till you make it or anything else. But it's like, I'm not going to let you ruin my day because things are too hard. I know my my business partner, Richard, sadly, 13 days ago, he lost his father. Oh, that was horrible. Sad. Well, and his mother died yesterday. You just don't know what people are walking in. she wasn't sick. You don't even know what people are dealing with, but assume they're being traumatized. Yeah. Horrible, terribly traumatized. I know my family was traumatized. So couldn't we just maybe give each other a teeny little break and be a little kinder to each other? Cause it's really hard. It's yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: and,
0: and that old saying, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. I think it, it still applies, you know, when we collaborate, we are able to achieve more now i get that there is a place for protest and frustration mm-hmm. you know we as a community lost you know some of our you know biggest protest leaders some uh, so judy human um you know was recognized for you know the work that she and others led to um to protest so it's not that we we don't raise the okay. issue I'm not. I'm not suggesting that it's. It's about how we, uh, you know, we address those issues um, without the the anger becoming all-consuming. could rather, you know, it's the issues that matter more than the emotion. Now, I I get that that it is emotional. I mm-hmm. get emotional when I'm denied access to things, but but at the same time, it's yes, it's working out how to moderate that emotion to a point where you're able to have those civil interactions with people that that move the move the thing forwards
1: yeah and I, I don't know about you but I think especially it was brewing a little bit pre-covid but certainly in the last few years the world feels very divisive and I think we look for differences rather than similarities and I think we just need to change the narrative on that a little bit yeah. to look for the commonality and again you know, I, I think we'll, we'll even get it within the disability community a little bit. I see it where it, it almost becomes like a kind of pecking order of, of top trumps almost, does not it? Who's got the best or the most disabilities? And actually, it doesn't really matter. We're all acquiring more disabilities day on day almost. And mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of, you know, just yeah. through the ageing process. And I just kind of think we just need to <clears throat> not worry about that too much, but focus on the the what we can do, what we can impact. Um and, and being the best people we can be and, and look at, look for what's similar because there's a lot of similarity, I think.
2: Yes. Yes. And just give each other a break. Can we yes. just give each other a break right now? Maybe because even
1: a hug every now and again. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: yeah. Touching people is, a, a, and I mean this, you know, it's just really nice sometimes to get a hug. I remember getting a hug from Roxana, my dear friend from Geneva. It's like, it's just gold. It makes you feel, you're like, oh, I like being around human beings. That's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> Some of them, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, oh. uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll get it back in my box. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that, that yes, we, we we do need to be play nice, and I, I think that that was one of the things that BDF has always done well. You know, right. is that that safe space?
2: Yes. Um, Actually, I think, Neil, that um, BDF has really been a role model with that because I've seen other business-to-business groups being just so competitive and it's like, oh, no, we'll rule the world. It's like, oh, why don't we not all rule the world? Why don't we instead, you know, just help each other? And um, so I, I just appreciate the leadership that I've seen from BDF. So. I do, I, yeah, I do think it's very collaborative and we need
0: to learn, oh,
2: yeah. relearn
0: collaboration. Um as as humans because collaboration doesn't mean Teams or Slack. Yeah, which is what it's yeah. been what it's been boiled down to. Collaboration is a an approach to life.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think the other thing we're very good at is we're very pragmatic and we do have like toolkits and lots of great solutions in place now on our resources to really try and guide people, but not to kind of go this is how you do it. I think we give guidance around stuff, but understanding what works for Unilever won't work for GSK or the banks or everyone has their own approach. So what we're very good at is saying, here's some guidance on things you're going to need to think about and then go away and then allow people to do it with their kind of own, their own slant on it. And I think that that's really important. And yeah, it is really lovely when we, we do get together in the same physical space and Neil does like a glass of wine occasionally, it's fair to say. Wow. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow,
2: right. Well, you, one thing that I think is very interesting what you are doing once again is the collaboration. But I am curious, um, and I love once again you said this, Lucy, that a lot of the resources that y'all built over years and years, it is actually free. And and, and I like when you put a resource out there, and then we see what the brand will do with it. Because one thing that I've always said about, and I'm once again, I'm I'm just seeing corporations like we do in the stupid US and that um, they're people, but no, corporations are made up of people. And so one thing that I like is I have always said that if you need a corporate, if you want a corporation to do something, like we expect corporations to do something with disability, inclusion, accessibility. In the United States, we created laws and then we sue. So we have expectations, but what we find is the corporations will do whatever we tell them they have to do Though They want to follow all the laws, but I find the way they do it, if we give them guidance is so clever and innovative. And that's another thing I think y'all have done good at, at BDF is you've given the guidance and you said, okay, ATOS, what are you going to do with this? Okay, Lloyds, what are you going to do with this? And then you shared some of that innovation that I think is how you move forward. So um, I just think that's very powerful.
1: Yeah, I would say you can't lift and shift, you know, what works in Atos wouldn't work in Lloyd's Bank kind of thing. So you can't just go, right, take that, plop it in there, that's going to be lovely. It doesn't work like that, it needs to work with the culture, with the people, with the what the senior champions, or you've got to make it work. So you can give some guidance. I mean, I have it where people come together in a network meeting, and they're like, yeah, that wouldn't work for us. But actually, if we kind of pick it up, shift it a bit, or take those components of it, that would be really interesting. And it's that spark of that energy, that enthusiasm. That's the stuff that that makes it work. And I, we always talk about sharing best practice. That's kind of what this is. But I also like to call it nicking everyone else's great ideas because fundamentally it's the same thing, isn't it? So, so I think Antonio is trying to get a word in edgeways desperately.
3: No... Um, uh, no uh, we we started uh, access chat to try to bring the, these conversations to a, to a certain context, and you know, uh, and early uh, in in our conversation today, you were telling us that some of the press was picking up part of of the report, but it seems that it's still taking a lot of time for for example to have someone from the business disability forum. Speaking on stage at a big tech event in UK, in Brussels or in Washington. You know uh, why uh, is those barriers seem to seem to be so difficult to break, and bring these conversations to top mainstream events?
1: Yes, it's a really good question, Anna. And I think you know, in so many ways, the DNI agenda is massive, but in so many ways, that disability is still the poor relative in in this one and and other other topics get more headline there's some really great organizations we work with so many of them who really get it and are really good um and they are talking about it more I mean we we work with like the Microsofts and the Googles and they're they're obviously I mean it's in their best interest let's be honest to to work in this space and promote the great accessibility they now build in which everyone will benefit from Um, yeah it's it's coming but I think it's just a little bit slow, And I think people are cautious as well of saying the wrong thing, maybe tying back into the other conversation we moved on to. So, yeah, it'd be great to hear more about it. I think we are. I notice it. I think we do. If We'll notice it because we're in that community. So you notice when those, those bits come out. It's a bit like in advertising. We notice disability more. It's creeping into that. Um, it's getting there. But it is still underrepresented, I would say.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I, I think we, yeah, we, we we still need to sort of gate crash the party a little bit. Um, hopefully we will. Um, not shy of doing it, but it needs to be lots of us. Um, uh, so yeah, here's the gate crashing. Um, so I, uh, I I think I, you know we, we've reached the end of our allotted time. It flies as always. It's Been a real pleasure. Need to thank my ClearTexts for keeping his caption and accessible, and also Amazon for their support uh, for for access chat as well. So, um, thank you very much, Lucy. I, I'm sure we're going to have fun on Twitter too. Um, no doubt, we'll follow up and see you in real life. And I remember to-
2: positivity. Yeah, positivity. <laughs>
0: agree. agree, agree. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. <laughs>